Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Coming up on this week's edition of the Kravitz Podcast, who exactly is Kevin Durant, a man that I find one of the most interesting athletes in the world today? We discuss that and more. I'm talking like nine times out of ten. No, I understand it, you know, and I think that's the, you know, the anti-Gronk theory. Well, Brandon is in serious trouble, and if I were him, I would run for the hills. You play by different rules, yeah. Do you feel like the conference has turned that corner where it is a destination conference for a lot of college coaches? I don't know about the conference. UCF, to me, is a destination. That's what bothers me. Vacated wins from four years ago. There has to be a better way to penalize a college than that because it just seems so useless to me. Well, I think the entire NCAA is useless. Can't do it. So give me a peek behind the curtain. Vince McMahon on the day of WrestleMania. What is he like? More often than not, the Haitian of Barn by Sunday. You ever find yourself in your kitchen just making eggs and then spontaneously you just tear your shirt apart? Uh, I've been doing that to my new wife, Jennifer, lately. And now, without any further ado, your host, Brandon Kravitz. And welcome into another edition of the Kravitz Podcast. I think that we would all agree one of the more intriguing athletes in sports today is Kevin Durant, whether it's his combativeness with the media, his decision to go to Golden State, or just how electrifying he is on the court. To talk about uh, that individual, Kevin Durant, is one Marcus Thompson, Bay Area sports columnist for The Athletic, also author of the new book, KD, Kevin Durant's Relentless Pursuit to be the greatest. Marcus, how how much do you how much access did you have to Kevin Durant throughout the course of, of you writing this book? Did he let you in a little bit extra because of this project? Uh a little bit, but most of it just came from the natural course of covering him for 3 years and the conversations we had. He didn't want to do a full-on like book thing. He was he was kind of against that, but you know, we've had so many conversations over the years since he got here in 2016 that it was pretty, you know, the access was, was already pretty good in any way. How much do you think it's killing him that he's going to miss the first couple of games of the Western Conference Finals where you now, you know, you step it up a notch every time you get to that next round and now it looks like he's going to miss game one and, and he's likely going to miss game two as well? Oh, yeah, part of him is dead inside, no question, right? <laughs> he's a... I mean, bas- he's like a basketball nutcase anyway, right? I mean, just full-on addict, no question about it. He's been that way since he was nine years old. And, it, like, just missing games is just it, – it, they don't go well with him. He's one of those people who just lives to be on the court. So, yeah, it, it's killing him. And he's kind of like getting that Jones anyway by, like, really diving in with the team. Like, he's really vocal in, in film sessions and, you know – like, we, we saw him, even though he couldn't travel to Houston because of his injury, we saw him, like, you know, the shots of him, like, celebrating and watching the game live on uh, TV and texting with the, the front office and all that. So he he's trying to, like, you know, 
scratch his itch by just being a, a, a full-on teammate and fan and just really involved, but there is zero question that he is dying from not being able to play right now. So, so that's interesting. You know, I don't know that many people have that perception of Kevin Durant, not that he doesn't like what he does for a living, but that he maybe doesn't love it to the degree that you just expressed. When did that happen for Kevin Durant? You mentioned nine years old. Was there a moment in his life where it all clicked that, you know, maybe it was a growth spurt, the fact that he became good at the sport? What happened with him that made him fall in love with basketball? I mean, to, be, I mean, to put it simply, like, life was just hard, right? I mean, his dad left when he was one. His mother was raising two boys, you know, by herself. Uh, he lived, you know, they had to live with their grandmother for a time and like life was just unsettled. And one time she took him to a seat, seat pleasant activity center. It was like the rec center in the neighborhood, his first time going. And he described like his first time walking in there. It was like an amusement park for him, it, you know, just to see kids running around and playing and just like, it just looked like utopia for him. So, and you know, one of the one of the guys in there, uh, a guy who became close to him, Big Chucky, comes up to him and you know introduces him to basketball, teaches him how to play, and he just fell in love. He lived in that place every day, all day, all of his childhood. It seemed like he was in that gym. He slept in there, like cause they would they would have that period where it closes, so it would go from the morning to like the late afternoon then it would close and then they would have evening runs at night but instead of going home he would just he found a yoga mat behind a curtain and he would just sleep there because he didn't want to go all the way back home and he was going to come back anyway so he just slept at the gym like that's who he's been a basketball addict through and through play every day every court in the neighborhood blacktop gym 21 505 shooting contest you name it he was playing it when did he start dominating in the sport? He got when he got to be about uh, eleven, twelve. He was really tall, and he was he was pretty good. He was uh, like there were other players who were stronger, obviously, and he was still pretty raw because he didn't start at like five or six like many. He, like nine was about the first time he started, but he didn't get really, really, really good until he got to high school, and that's when he kind of put it together. That period of middle school, he was a good player, but for instance, like Navarro Bowman, the NFL linebacker yeah. for years, former 49er, Navarro Bowman was like the star where they grew up. Like he was the, he was the best player, you know, <laughs> like he was really good. And Ty Lawson was really good. And, and, uh, uh, Michael Beasley, like, so there were some other dudes who were better than him at the time. He was just like this little skinny kid who was tall and could shoot a little bit. So it wasn't until he kind of started putting the pieces together of his game, uh, maybe about sophomore year, really freshman year, but sophomore year, he kind of made that jump to being a dominant player. He was like, okay, this dude is incredible. How satisfied do you think he is with this stage in his career? The title, uh, the title of your book is The Relentless Pursuit to Be Great. How happy do you think he is right now? Couple championships, finals MVP, but it it to me feels like there's something missing. But perhaps for him, it, it's different. I mean, he has achieved an incredible level of success and is already a Hall of Famer. You know what's unique about this time, and it's happened in a relatively short period. It's like, and he he probably would never say it. Maybe later on down the line, but like he's kind of getting what he what he's always wanted. You know, a few years ago when he was in Oklahoma City, it was a cover of Sports Illustrated where he said he was tired of being second. 
and there was always LeBron, and like he was number two in the draft to Greg Oden. He was second behind LeBron. He finished runner-up in the finals, and he was just tired of being second. But recently, like maybe in his last two months, especially with him dropping like 50 points in a in a playoff game. You you you're hearing like almost this unanimous dialogue that he's the best player in the game. His coach is saying it now. Steph Curry is saying it. Draymond Green is saying it, and it's almost like it's finally happening, right? Like even when, even though he's probably been the best player in the league for a couple of years now, and certainly when him and LeBron went head up in the finals, he just thoroughly outplayed LeBron. But it feels like the like. The, the just rewards are finally coming home. Like all the work that he's been doing, all the, the energy he's put into maximizing his potential, like it's happening right now. And everybody's calling him the best in the game. And I, I wonder I wonder if deep inside, like it's, it's, it's heartwarming for him to like finally get here because he put so much into it. And hearing his teammates say, you're our leader, right, on the Warriors, like one of the greatest teams of all time, they're calling him the leader. I, I think is this might be a really good moment for him, even though he might not let us know. Again, I, you know, I mentioned to, to open up this conversation. He's one of the more interesting individuals in sports, and I think it's because he's well, he's so well respected. Yet it seems like the love isn't quite there. Does he have a desire to be liked? And I'm not talking about by his teammates, but by by that outside noise. Does he have a desire to be approved of by that crowd? Because, you know, when you look at the decision that he made to go to Golden State, he had to know at the time, he's a smart guy, that you were going to get backlash for that. So the decision kind of leads me to believe, well, he doesn't care. Uh, But then you've got, you know, that story from back in the day of the burner accounts and all of that that leads me to believe this is somebody that wants to be liked. What's been your read on that? I do think, like, because of his, like, eight, nine nine years spent in Oklahoma City that – that became like uh, that was important for him. I do feel like like just the way he carried himself, the way things operate in Oklahoma City, like he did he wanted to make sure he was like he did things like not curse publicly, right? Even though he cursed, but he just didn't curse publicly because those things didn't go over well. I do think when he made the move to the Warriors and there was nothing he could say, like he kind of got a dose of what what it's like to be the villain, and it, it kind of like hardened him to the point where I don't think he cares what people like anymore. I think what he wants to do is make people eat crow, right? <laughs> I think the people who criticize them, he wants to shut them up. He he wants to make them regret saying what they said. So I think he's past the point. I think I think that transition was so hard for him that he's like, yeah, I don't even like y'all anymore. I don't, I don't want y'all to like me, but you're you going to respect me, right? Like, you're going you gonna to acknowledge how great I am. I think he just wants to do that, especially, like, to the, the talking heads of the NBA, the Charles Barkleys and them. I think he wants to be able – wants to hear them say, yeah, we were wrong, you're the greatest, instead of, like, what they were saying when he moved. Marcus Thompson covers the, uh, the covers Bay Area sports for the athletic. Last thing for you. You can answer this as long or short as you want to, and I'm sure that everybody has asked. Any read on where he goes from here? Man, I've vacillated all season. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I, I, you know, just just from watching it, right, and like knowing a little bit about him, uh, it feels like right now would be good for the Warriors. Right, right now, if if vibe matters, if like the things that he wanted matters, 
you know, like he's got it all. Like they love him. His teammates love him. He loves them, right? They're playing well. They're unified in the locker room. There's a new stadium coming. The Warriors offer him the most money. Steph Curry is his road dog, right? Like it's looking pretty good right now. It didn't always look this great, right? This has been a rocky mm-hmm. season. But right now they're out there playing and winning games for him. Like after they beat Houston in game six, they were like, yeah, this is for KD. And that's man, that's pretty tough when you start adding in all these factors. But to be honest, I don't think the decision can even possibly be made until July. I think there are plans in place. There are like outlines ready. You know, he knows what the options are. But in the end, he's got to sit down in front of some people, and they're gonna have to win him over. And it's gonna man. How pretty do you have to look for him to leave the Warriors? Yeah, like it's, it's uh, that's be, not gonna be easy. It's gotta be pretty tough. <laughs> Marcus Thompson, check out his new book, KD Kevin Durant's Relentless Pursuit to Be the Greatest. Marcus, I really appreciate your time. Very, very interesting book and interview. And uh, best of luck on the tour. No problem. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the Kravitz Podcast. Big shout out to Marcus Thompson. Really enjoyed that conversation. Best of luck to him. And for any of you that have not subscribed to, well, my podcast, of course you should do that. You made it to the end. You might want to follow up and see what happens next week. The Athletic, where Marcus Thompson works, is one of the best investments that I have made as a sports fan. They go in-depth covering pretty much every team that you could possibly be interested in. Uh, So you could buy a a subscription to just follow that one particular team, whether it's NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, fantasy football, or if you want to get – I got the the Christmas Day uh, special, and uh, and I basically just get it all for like $20 in the entire year. It's amazing. Check that out. I'll be back next week. I'm off – on in the zone on Thursday and Friday. So uh, if you missed me, well, this is your opportunity to stay in touch. Hit me up on Twitter as well at Brandon Kravitz and on Instagram at Brandon Kravitz there as well. I'll see you guys next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.